the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. We're apparently having some difficulties with our bump music or anything else that goes with that. We'll talk to Mike Gallagher, Salem host at 1215 today. Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management will join us at 1230 for our Money Monday segment. You'll want to hear that if you are somebody who's getting Social Security. You're getting a raise, but are they going to take that away with your Medicare payments? Josh will have details on that at 1230 today. Uh, This is another troubling headline from a local public school district. Uh, Former Butler County softball and basketball coach Ashley Risen has pleaded guilty in Butler County Common Pleas Court to one count of sexual battery and two counts of gross sexual imposition. I will not give you the gory details, but she had a uh, relationship that was way over the line with a 17-year-old male student. And so she's going to be sentenced next month, about this time next month. You know, of course, uh, the situation with the uh, athletic director, uh, Bloom Carroll, same kind of a situation. We have... uh, a lot of troubling situations in our public schools because we have to fight to keep teachers from talking about sex and sexual matters and gender ideology and things that are sexually related. We have to fight to keep them from talking about those matters with students. Well, if you're greenlit to talk about those matters with students, you can't be surprised when situations happen, like have happened with these two individuals who are now criminally charged for taking advantage sexually of teenagers. I guess what? We're going to wait until it's uh, kids in elementary school? Warning signs need to be heeded, or the warning becomes a reality, and the reality is not good at all. We have a failure of leadership in our country, and I noted a story last week that I didn't have time to share with you that also troubled me. It says that the YWCA, now that's the Young Women's Christian Association, should be a noble organization, should it not? I'm sure over the years they've done great work with some of our young people. What caught my eye is that late last week, the YWCA here in Columbus held its fifth annual Activists and agitators event activists and agitators so we have people in a position of authority and leadership glorifying people becoming not just activists okay you want to become an activist okay great i'm going to certainly look at what you're act what you're uh, what you're advocating for if you're an activist i may like it i may not like it but an agitator Activists and agitators. Well, I didn't need to look, as you well know. I didn't need to look at what they were advocating for once they brand their event activists and agitators. But I'll read it to you. 
This year's theme was confronting our past, constructing our future. Uh, Jasmine Ayers, director of client success at Cohere, whatever that is, probably some parallel organization to the YWCA. She says, um, if we can acknowledge our past, we can move forward. We're really excited to think about what we can do for these communities that have been affected by redlining for years and how we can make sure we're enacting policies around the city and around Ohio to support these communities. It's not, now, let me just tell you what redlining is. Okay, redlining is the practice of not selling homes to, uh, let's just say, to keep it simple here, African-American families, but it could be Asian families, it could be Hispanic families, it could be any nationality or any group of people that you want to keep out. Redlining is against federal law, and it has been against federal law since, I believe, the late 1960s. I will give you the exact date right here. I used to I studied this when I was taking real estate classes. Uh, yes, after the signing of the Civil Rights Act in 1968, also known as the Fair Housing Act, it became unlawful to refuse to rent, sell, or provide financing for a dwelling based on race, religion, and national origin. So it's been outlawed for the better part of 50 years. But it's such a big problem, according to our YWCA, that we have to bring it back up that this once happened. And if we don't, why we can't move past it. Now, I think 50 years is an adequate amount of time for something that's been against federal law to have adequately been moved past. Do we have incidents here in Columbus? of redlining? If we do, let's punish it because it's against federal law. I know from taking real estate classes and passing my exam, I know that this is a practice that is more than frowned upon. It is immediately reported if in fact it never happens. And I never had any experience with reporting it because everybody who's in the business of real estate knows that you cannot do it and knows that it is a fast track way for you to have your license revoked forever. Uh, But Jasmine Ayers, director of client success, says it's not just enough to admit something has taken place. We need to own the remedy. And part of that is is us taking a look at growth and development and housing differently moving forward in order to address some of the systemic racism and its impact. So because a bad thing happened way in the past and because our country, through the process by which laws are proposed and made, acting upon the will of the people, because that process was followed to the letter in 1968 and because this practice that was clearly wrong was eradicated under threat of severe penalty, I would say we have addressed the issue, and if we have not addressed the issue, then give me specifics, Jasmine Ayers, Director of Client Success, and we will make sure we address it because we have a law for it. But my guess is that this is not a problem in Columbus, nor is it a problem anywhere, certainly not on a widespread basis. And so... We're going to bring it up because it happened in the past and it's indicative of, she says, 
and progressives say, an ongoing problem. No, it's really not. But we're going to feed it to kids to let them know, kids who were born long after this problem was corrected, long after a lot of the problems in our country that were uh, clearly present along the double standard when it came to race, long after those problems have been corrected, we're going to bring them back up, dredge them back up, roil the waters one more time to remind kids who have no idea this went on. We're going to remind them that it happened so that we can authenticate our view that they are still oppressed and cannot succeed because the system is stacked against them. So when you introduce these ideas that hopelessness, the impossibility of upward mobility, when you underscore those themes when you talk to young people, should we be surprised when young people start to internalize that and start to view everything in their life through the prism of somebody being against them. Well, I don't have a dad at home. I don't have a mom at home. I don't have this. They're driving that car. They're wearing those shoes. I can't afford it. I this, I that. I... And then everything that is not exactly ordered the way you want it to be ordered becomes someone else's fault. And if the YWCA is saying that we have to keep addressing these problems, and you gotta blah, 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 then you ingrain an attitude of vengefulness, of taking something away from someone so that you can have it because you deserve it. Well, you definitely do deserve it. But we're all born into different places on the continuum of things we have and things we'd like to get. And some people have a shorter journey from one to the other. Some people have a longer journey from one to the other. And wouldn't it be a better theme to underscore that everybody can make that journey in a country that when we recognize something wrong with something like that, we move to correct it? I think that would be a better view. I think that would be a better plan. But instead, we have people here in a position of leadership, and they're all throughout our society, who want to preach that it's about being disadvantaged. So I uh, saw a video of our president, Joe Biden, out and about somewhere, and he's holding what appears to me to be a double-dip waffle ice cream cone. Now, I'm not in a position right now, while I'm trying to shed 10 more pounds, having already gotten 20 off, to partake of the same delicacy that the president is munching. Uh, and while he's munching on said ice cream cone, uh, he is asked about whether he is worried about the strength of the dollar. And this is uh, his uh, rather mumbly answer as chairs screech and people uh, mill around in the background. I'm not concerned about the strength of the dollar. I'm concerned about the rest of the world. Does that make sense? Yes. Our economy is strong as hell. The internal Inflation is worldwide, worse off everywhere else than it is in the United States. So the problem is the lack of economic growth and sound policy in other countries, not so much ours. And that's how it's worldwide inflation. It's consequential. Okay, so if you didn't get that, he said, uh, I'm not concerned about the dollar. 
Uh, I'm concerned about everywhere else. Our economy is strong as, he said, hell. Uh, He said, inflation is a worldwide phenomenon. And it's it's caused by the lack of solid policy in other countries. In other words, the familiar Joe Biden three-word explanation, don't blame me. Don't Don't blame me. I'm choking. Maybe I need an ice cream cone. Maybe I just need to stop listening to Joe Biden explain inflation. Do you want me to put some background noise of chairs? Yeah, that would be better. That would sound just like him. So personal experience yesterday, and I'm aware personal experiences are anecdotal. They don't prove anything, but, you know, it's my truth. After church, my wife and I stopped by at the neighborhood Aldi grocery store. Now, Aldi is a discount grocery store, right? You get the cheap knockoff stuff rather than the Lay's potato chips. You get the, I don't know, old Henry potato chips or something. They're made to look like Lay's potato chips, but they're not Lay's potato chips. So you can still get some name brand stuff in there. You can still get some name brand stuff in there, but by and large, Aldi has some discount brands, okay? So we're buying potato chips, which I don't eat, but my girls go through them like, you know, their life depended on it. And my wife, my lovely wife, notes that these chips used to be 99 cents. Now they're $1.99. My wife is not a political person. She doesn't follow the headlines, but she pays the bills and she does the shopping. And she said, I don't believe the inflation rate at 8.3%. And I said, well, the food inflation rate, dear, is 13%. And she said, aha, that's not accurate either. I don't know how they calculate this stuff, but that's not accurate either. So again, it's anecdotal, but nevertheless, it measures a feeling. So I asked you on Twitter, told the story, stopped the grocery, potato chips, $1.99, used to be 99. I said, do you believe the 13% inflation number on food is accurate. First option, no, it's actually higher. 71% of you say it's higher. Yes, it's accurate. 15% of you, which you know what that means, Alan. That means 15% of my 18,000 followers, 17,000 followers are stinky Democrats. That's what that means. 15% of them. I blame my years in Cleveland for that. Hey, they're still following you. Come on. They still love you, Bruce. Yeah. Uh, 11% say the 13% number is mostly accurate. And 5.1% uh, are the people I used to work with at the plane dealer who say that there is no difference under Joe Biden. No difference under Joe Biden. No difference under Joe Biden. Gas is the same. Well, gas is not food. Apparently, they're not buying old Henry potato chips or whatever. And I don't think that's the actual name. <laughs> but uh, I don't believe the numbers are legit either. I do not believe the numbers are legit. Here's what I would like to know. Here's what I would like to know. I'm sure somebody has an so has a record of this. Whatever the formula was to calculate inflation under Jimmy Carter, when inflation was higher or as high as it is now, because that's always the, the number we go back to, highest in 40 years. Well, I was alive then. I was aware then. I remember it. I would like for us to calculate inflation now with the exact same goods and services and formula that we calculated it then. Now, I realize 
I realize there may not may not be exactly possible in some regards. Maybe then there was a brand name that existed or there was some commodity that's gone out of style or whatever. We didn't have the internet then. We didn't have social media then. So I don't know if that impacts it. But I would like to know, because I get the distinct impression that inflation is calculated in a way because it was put together by our government officials. The formula is put together by our government officials. And who do you think they're going to try to advantage with the way the formula is put together? Not you, not me. So this is interesting to me that Joe Biden, just for the optics perspective, how bad are his people at optics? Like, I would tell him, look, hey, Compressor Vibe, we're going to go into, you know, we're going to go into Sam's Ice Cream Shop here, la, 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 la. And if I were in charge of White House Ops, I would say, no, we're not going into the ice cream store and having Joe Biden at a time where inflation is what it is and normal American families are struggling to where they can't go in and pay, what's that ice cream cone cost? A waffle cone double dip. That's seven fifty minimum, right? Easily. seven fifty minimum. We're not going to go in and remind people that the president of the United States is enjoying a gratis ice cream cone that would cost them $7.50. We're not going to let him go in there and look like he's having a good time while Bruce Hooley is paying twice as much for a bag of potato chips because he can't afford the real Lay's potato chips at Kroger, which are probably three fifty. dollars More than that. That's a bad look. But then again, they thought it was a great look for him to come out and look like Stalin or Hitler at Independence Hall in Philadelphia with the Marines standing behind him bathed in red light. I'm just astounded how awful they are at messaging and optics. I know it doesn't mean anything he's eating an ice cream cone, but it means something he's eating an ice cream cone while the rest of us are like, man, I remember when I could afford a big ice cream cone like that. I can't now. It's got to be purposeful. It's got to be. No, I th- no. you're giving them too much credit. On some things, it's purposeful. On some things, it's purposeful. They know a man can't be a woman and a woman can't be a man. They know that that's all a bunch of utter nonsense, and they're doing that for votes, or they're doing it because they're afraid of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and all her other wackos who follow her. But on something like this, the, it's just the whole, like, I, it's the whole mindset of let them eat cake. Let them eat cake. The emperor has no clothes. I mean, it's just, they are so tone deaf. He's telling you, it's the world, it's the world, right? I'm doing, how many times you heard him say this? I'm doing everything I can to lower gas prices. Everything but drill for oil here. Everything but do exactly what your predecessor did when we were energy independent, right? It's just the self-awareness of this administration does not exist doesn't exist and they also don't care that's that's back to three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.